Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Excuse me. Taxi. Okay, then we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. I have gotten the COVID vaccine. Uh, both versions, right? The initial version and the follow-up. And then I got the the booster. And my thinking was of the getting the booster again when it was my time to do so, that maybe it was like chicken soup. Maybe it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. Maybe it doesn't help. Maybe it doesn't hurt. But I have uh, begun to reconsider this because for a couple reasons. One, you're seeing the, the people that are getting COVID now, and look, the thing that we've seen with COVID is it certainly can change, but it's not like getting COVID in March of 2020. For most people that I talk to that get COVID these days, it's basically just a cold. You don't see people getting hospitalized in large numbers. I know there's been an uptick in hospitalizations, but you largely don't see people getting hospitalized, and thankfully, you really don't see people dying. And that's kind of issue one. Issue two is, look, I I know people are going to say I'm spending too much time reading the speeches of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., but I have been troubled by some of these adverse vaccine injuries that people have reported. And look, even the staunchest defenders of these vaccines have acknowledged that there is a small percentage of the population that does have some sort of reaction. So I'm kind of wondering, am I at greater risk of some serious health effects if I get COVID or some serious health effects if I get the vaccine? Maybe it's like chicken soup. Maybe you just get it. Then a couple of days ago, Dr. Paul Offit, who is very well respected, he's an FDA vaccine advisor. He is saying that healthy young people don't need another COVID booster. This, despite the new BA-286 variant pushing virus rates up. Dr. Paul Offit told the Daily Mail that healthy under 75s don't need the booster. These remarks come just days before the U.S. is set to begin its COVID shot rollout. Now, I'm not an expert. I don't pretend to be an expert in this. But one of my one of the things that I understand is that the strain of the virus that they have kind of made this latest booster from, it was what they were anticipating hitting, and that's not BA-286. It was sort of a different strain. So the protection that it could give you to this strain that's out there now is mineral, is minimal. Pfizer and Moderna obviously are private sector businesses that stand to earn a lot of money if the more people get vaccinated. They are pushing people to get the new COVID booster. Should you get it? Are you going to get it? Well, the CDC is about to decide... My answer is no. I don't think I'm getting this booster. 
And I know we're talking about a fall wave of this, and whenever there's the winter, you get an uptick in this. I don't think I'm getting it. I'm curious if you are. 800-848-9222. A small percentage of Americans got the most recent COVID booster shot, and even fewer probably realize that the federal government is preparing to recommend yet another shot as early as today. Until a week or two ago, William Schaffner read that indifference as a sign that the CDC should advocate vaccinating only those most at risk from the virus. But then Schaffner, who's an infectious disease specialist at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, changed his mind. Members of the CDC's advisory committee on immunization practices won him over to the argument that the vaccine be recommended for all Americans above six months of age. So... This is enough to make you dizzy. People are changing their position on who should get the vaccine, what vaccine you should get. And and when I say the vaccine, I mean the booster in this context. So the committee, which sets U.S. vaccination policy and helps determine insurance coverage for vaccines, is going to vote on the question today as it weighs the benefits of updated vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna. Speaking of those updated vaccines, the FDA... Is a, that's different from the CDC. That's, see, that's what I'm saying is you have all these bureaucracies all saying different things. Pfizer and Moderna saying one thing. The CDC saying another thing. Uh, vaccine advisor Paul, Dr. Paul Offit saying another thing. Vaccine expert um, William Schaffner saying another thing. The FDA has approved updated COVID vaccines, updated versions of the COVID vaccines yesterday. A key step in getting these new shots to Americans as early as this week. The Biden administration has faced a lot of calls to make this these reformulated vaccines available more quickly as these infections have ticked up. Health officials have largely urged people concerned about protecting themselves against the late summer surge to wait until the new boosters are available. So is that what I'm supposed to do? I'm so confused, and I've reached out to some medical experts who I trust, and so far, overwhelmingly, they've all said, don't get the booster. They said, wait. They said, you're going to be fine, even if you get COVID. It's not going to be a big deal. They've all said, don't get the booster. So I think that's where I'm at at this point. I don't think I'm getting the booster. I am curious where you are on this, 800-848-9222. Now, what happened yesterday, the FDA greenlit these shots from Pfizer and Moderna that are targeted against the XBB. Uh, this didn't happen yesterday. This was previously. The FDA greenlit these shots from Pfizer and Moderna that had targeted the XBB15 variant, which was the dominant strain circulating in the U.S. earlier this year. And scientists believe that the shots will be protective against the now-dominant EG5 variant and other new strain, FL151, which are both XBB descendants. Any questions? Any questions? So we got XBB. We got EG5. You got uh, BA286, FL151. The one thing that they all seem to have in common is if you don't have any serious pre-existing conditions and if you're under the age of 75, it doesn't exactly seem to throw you for a loop. So my view is I'm going to, I think, hold off um, until, I, I don't know, until I hear differently. But I think the, the, the risk of getting seriously ill from COVID is minimal for me. And uh, I am just so, I'm dizzy 
with all the people spinning, and I'm not blaming them. I realize this is a relatively new virus and everybody's doing the best they can with the information they have. I'm just getting dizzy with the conflicting guidance from public health authorities that are supposed to know what they're talking about. And again, I'm not criticizing these public health authorities. I recognize that there's um, that this is not just like flicking a light switch or telling someone to take an aspirin. I don't think I'm getting the booster. That's it. 800-848-9222. I'm curious what you think. I'm curious if you're getting the booster and and why. I'm also curious how you make your decision with all of this conflicting health information out there. How do you know who to trust? 800-848-9222. Very excited. I am going to talk with uh, legendary singer and uh, radio DJ, Tony Orlando, a terrific entertainer, a terrific guy. I got to see him and I got to meet his daughter last Thursday. He's a wonderful singer and he's just terrific on the radio as well. And I am uh, looking forward to chatting with him. He's also done more for veterans than maybe anybody, both as an entertainer and as somebody that has, uh, you know, just been active in raising money for veterans and veterans' causes. 800-848-9222. So that's coming up in about 10, 15 minutes. Let me begin with Betty in Connecticut. Hello, Betty. Hi. I love your program. I listened to you from the beginning. Oh, thank Number you. Number one, I heard they haven't tested on enough people. Number two, I never took any of the vaccines or inoculations, not vaccine. Never took a booster. I never got it. My family took the vaccine. They all got it. Okay. So I'd be very, very careful. So you you didn't get even the the initial round of vaccines. No, I got I got nothing. How I come? I'm in my, I'm in my 80s. Oh wow! So I you're you're exactly the group that they that people were recommending should get the vaccine. I know, but I never did, and I never got because first of all, it wasn't tested enough. Number one, the too many side effects. Number two, I, my nephew was in the hospital after he got it, and he's only in his 60s. So I would definitely not get it. This is an inoculation. It's not a vaccine. Vaccines don't have to um, get boosted. You get that one shot like the flu. Definitely do not take it. That's my recommendation. Hey, thanks, I Betty. Wish- I hope you stay healthy uh, as well. You Pre- too. I wish you well. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. I appreciate that, Betty. Thanks for your nice words about the show. You know, I think one of the people that I really do trust on this is Dr. B- Jay Bhattacharya. And he and I were emailing yesterday, and he, he basically said, don't take the vaccine. But um, he's going to join us on the program later in the week, maybe even tomorrow. I have to see. But um, and uh, we I'll ask him about some of the questions that people may have about this. Eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Joanne in Westchester, where do you come down on this? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't um, <clears throat> believe in it either. Don't believe in the vax at all. Um, I am in my early 70s, 71, and uh, I, I was so healthy. I, I got a little bit of a cold at most at one point, and that was it. Never got it. Uh, but, and I have friends around me that have taken it. They ran right away to take it in the beginning. I, I wasn't sure of it either. But th- they ran, and they all got sick. Uh, a couple of guys got heart attacks, uh, all different stories. I have a lot of stories, though, a lot. So I just thought, you know, I'm just going to wait, sit it out, and see what happens. And I did, and I've been fine. Uh, the other thing is, I, as long as this new thing they don't mandate, and Biden doesn't, uh, you know, start his nonsense, where he, where I think he just wants to be a tough guy that we know he's not, and just tell us that we have to take it. I mean, that that is outrageous. My daughter-in-law, who's um, was teaching in the Bronx, 
uh, she had to take her to lose her job. They were having a second child, uh, yeah. and they didn't want to put... I, I've heard that from so many people, uh, police officers, it nurses. It is insane. That's ridiculous. Yes, it is. And then they never got reimbursed for anything. I mean, the teachers' union wouldn't fight them. It, it's absolutely ludicrous. 14 years, two degree, two master's degrees, and she had to leave because oh. they were having a second child, and they didn't want to put the poison in their bodies. I don't blame them. And everyone that did... Not everyone, but a lot of them got sick. So I totally am against it. Yeah, totally. well, thank you, Joanne. I, I'm not going to go so far as to call, cause it, call it poison. I do think the vaccines were helpful in stopping the spread. My, um, my consternation and confusion now is about the conflicting guidance from health authorities. How do you know who to trust? You know, I got uh, this SMS text message here, and you can SMS text message me as well at 8168Morano. I believe this gentleman is a doctor. He wrote, I've had several patients inquire on updated COVID vaccines and get mixed up by the recent announcements. The government has really screwed the pooch in its messaging. We keep having to turn them away because manufacturers have nothing new to send us yet. I mean, see, that's again where what I find so troubling is the conflicting messaging from the CDC, the FDA, and obviously Moderna and Pfizer, they want everybody to take everything. So how do you know who to trust? And, you know, a lot of the doctors that I've spoken to on a one-on-one basis, their attitude has become much more vaccine skeptical. 800-848-9222. Stu in Pennsylvania. Hello. Hello. I would say do not take it. And the reason is, is because I talked to Dr. Lorraine Day, which was head of trauma at San Francisco Hospital. She also worked for CDC. She also was married to a congressman. And she said, you know what? The CDC is corrupt. This uh, COVID is a bunch of corruption. You go from that to Robert Kennedy, a well-educated person. Uh, It comes from education. And uh, the man is a truthful man. He says, don't touch it. James Perloff. Well, no, no, no. And again, Stu, Stu, I've interviewed uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. about this subject multiple times. He did not say don't touch it. What he said was he's pro-choice. He doesn't he was against the mandates. He said his wife's been vaccinated. He's had um, half of his children be vaccinated. He just supports people being able to make the choice for themselves, not uh, be forced upon this by having to lose their jobs or something along those lines. Okay, but he also, prior to this, has said no to a lot of these inoculations prior to COVID that were being given to uh, young girls, let's say high school girls, and it turned out that these inoculations were killing these kids. Well, again, uh, the, Stu, I think I, I think we're 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 getting a little off the beaten path when we talk about every vaccine ever, right? Because we can have a conversation about the MMR vaccine, the polio vaccine, the uh, hepatitis vaccine. We can have a conversation about the chickenpox vaccine. I'm talking about the COVID booster, right, which was unprecedented in its development. It was unprecedented in how it was distributed. I actually think this is one of the crowning achievements of the Trump administration. And it was unprecedented, the fact that it was made free for everybody, courtesy of the U.S. government. And it was really, um, and just, is COVID still something you need to worry about? I, I don't know. I my gut actually says probably not. 
Probably not. All right, we're going to continue with your calls on this uh, throughout the hour. Tony Orlando is going to be here in a moment. And uh, I am told, uh, Matt Blaze, that the live stream has died on our station in New York. If we can uh, look into that. I know we're a little short-staffed today, but if you can... Uh, look into that. I would certainly appreciate that. Uh, 800-848-9222, if you can hear me. Hopefully we're still on the uh, the radio. The great Tony Orlando joins me straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Have you heard this song? I mean, is there anybody that can't sing the lyrics to every word of this song? I will mercifully not subject you to my singing of it. Um, we were we were singing this around my uh, my dad's dining room table on Sunday because I had the good fortune of uh, of seeing the man whose voice you're hearing right now on Thursday perform this live. I've had that privilege a number of times, and every time I have had it, there's something magical about it. He's not only an incredible singer, but a terrific radio personality, and by all accounts, maybe the nicest guy in all of show business. So... I, as I have alluded, have been on quite a, a Tony Orlando kick of late. We've been playing a lot of his music on this show. We spent Sunday listening to and singing several of his songs. And this is the kind of music that brings people of multiple generations together. When I was together with my family on Sunday, we had people ranging in age from 70 to 23 years old all enjoying the music of Tony Orlando. And just to show you how ubiquitous... Tony Orlando is and the impact he's had on the world. I was at dinner last night, just a few hours ago, at a great restaurant in uh, Midtown called Joe G's, and his picture's on the wall. And I said to the owner of the restaurant, Joe G, I said, what? You know Tony Orlando? And he said, no, 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 I don't know who that guy is. That's Detective Keith Schroeder's cousin. And uh, he, Detective Keith Schroeder comes in here all the time. That's his cousin. I said, no, that's Tony Orlando. Oh, maybe it is. But it's really Keith Schroeder's cousin. I am incredibly pleased to welcome back to the program legendary singer, producer, songwriter, and radio personality uh, heard every Saturday night at 10 p.m., the one and only Tony Orlando. Tony, thanks for staying up late with us. Frank, what a wonderful introduction. Oh, my God. That's right. Kevin Schroeder is my cousin. 
And of course, oh, he has Kevin, I'm sorry. Talk. I didn't mean he to call him Keith. Talk. Sorry. No, yeah, that's okay. And he has this uh, cop talk uh, podcast with WABC. And he's, uh, I'm very proud of him. He's in the police force for 31 years and now uh, has a security uh, a company that handles just about every superstar on the planet. And he's a gentleman, and I'm proud to call him my cousin. And I know that you're the restaurant owner. I heard about that. And, uh, yes, I am his cousin, and that's what counts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, how great was uh, Cousin Brucey's party on Thursday where you were one of the main attractions? I really enjoyed not only seeing you perform, but I got to meet your daughter for the first time, spend a little time with her. Not only is she incredibly charming, but uh, I must say she's quite beautiful. Thank you. My, my, and, you know, she's not only physically beautiful, my daughter, Jenny, and thank you for those kind words, but she's one of the kindest, most generous, wonderful people, and she happens to be my daughter. And I say that not as a father, but I say that looking at a person who's grown up in her own right with her own uh, judgment. She makes the best calls. She works on my uh, all of my media, social media. She's in real estate, and she has raised along with me in her lifetime, a lot of money for muscular dystrophy and for veterans. She's been a, a right hand for me. She's amazing. That's terrific. Now, one of the things that I was really struck by when you were you were highlighting the life and the career of Cousin Brucey on Thursday is you thanked him for playing such a big role in making so many of your songs hits. I, you know, it's difficult because when you tune to a lot of music stations these days, you don't even really hear a DJ picking out music. If you're lucky, maybe you hear a robot or a voice track or something. I'm wondering if you can speak to the impact in the 60s, 70s, and 80s specifically that DJs had sure. in making songs hits? Specifically, Cousin Brucey. He came on WABC in 1960, started playing the Top 40 format at this station the year on, and I'm so probably part of that family now, in 1960. Now, in 1960, it was a 50,000, still is, a 50,000-watt station, which means that station could be heard right now. Right now, as we speak, and you know this is true, you could be somewhere in Florida and hear WABC, not streaming, but literally through the airways. So that meant Cousin Brucey's show in 1960 was an important tool for making hit records. So record companies would come to, to him he, they would actually play records, and Cousin Brucey would be the person to define, along with the program director, Rick Sklar, as I remember who it was back then. I remember I was 16 years old, mm -hmm. but I do remember Cousin Brucey listening to records going, I think that's a hit. I'm going to put it on my playlist. When the moment he did that, that meant at least 20 other stations on the East Coast were going to follow his lead. So he did. I kid him all the time. I say only God made more stars than Cousin Brucey <laughs> because he was really responsible in his own instinct as a music person what to play. So I'll give you an example. I had a record called Halfway to Paradise. I was 16 years old. It was my first hit record. It was Carol King's first hit record. She was the writer. She was 18. I was 16. Teenagers together, hoping to God that Cousin Brucey would play that record. What happens? That record now puts me in the top 10. What then happens? It opens the door for the follow-up. The follow-up goes to number one, called Bless You. 
What then happens? I become a name in the record industry. Now, then comes the British invasion. What happens to Tony? He ends up working uh, in a publishing company with Clive Davis. What was my job? Was to go back to Brucey to play the songs we had at Columbia Records, <laughs> knowing the power of the arm. But the most important thing, Frank, about this guy is he's never changed. The guy you hear in that radio, you know, he's not just a guy who plays records. He's a man who touches hearts. Oh, no, no question he's, about it. And, and I, I think you could say the same thing about uh, about Tony Orlando, both as a radio personality and oh, uh, and a you. singer. You know, it's funny. I've read uh, I've read Cousin Brucey's book. I've interviewed Cousin Brucey many times since he's been back. Uh, on terrestrial radio. I've read your book, which is also called Halfway to Paradise, which I do recommend. It's terrific. You guys have kind of a different take on Murray the K. Cousin Brucie, I guess, didn't get along so well with Murray the K. You you cite Murray the K as being pretty influential, especially in the early days in your career. Wondering if you can give me your take on Murray the K. Well, Murray the K died in my arms. So we'll start there. Murray the K passed away in Tony's arms uh, in California. But not at your hand. I want to re-emphasize that. <laughs> no, in my arms. And he was a very dear friend. And Murray was different. was a different point of view from Murray the K. Murray was more of an entertainer than he was a music player like Cousin Brucey. Murray was the kind of guy who went out and did the you know, Brooklyn Paramount shows, and in his own right, had a certain kind of entertainment side to him. He was a showman in a big way on stage. Not that Cousin Brucey isn't. He is. He's a personality bigger than life. But Murray had all the acronyms of, of a Bobby Darren, for instance, who was his best friend. And he wrote this blast with Bobby Darren, by the way. Murray the K did. So Murray taught me the board says they say he was a big instrumental part of me learning what it was to be a showman on stage. Totally different than than uh, than Bruce. And I know there was a competitive thing, but that's a good thing. That competition is a good thing. Uh, I I think competition is a good thing for all of us to have. Oh, it no just question. makes us better and work harder. One of the one of the things that I was a little bit surprised by is the fact that uh, you indicated that you were retiring next year. Now, I mean, you've been at it uh, sixty plus years at this point, Tony. Why hang them up now? Well, you know, look, I started when I was fifteen years old. I'm now seventy nine years old. You know, and like I told my wife, I can still hit the ball. I just can't run the bases. <laughs> and, and basically what that means is the traveling. Today, today to travel, you know, you got, it, it's literally 12 hours no matter where you go. It's a tough, tough road. And I'm just not able to, to keep up with that kind of side of the, of the performing life. And also, the truth of the matter is, the audiences have changed. The age group has changed. And I don't want to be that guy out there like uh, in Raging Bull. Do you remember that last oh, season sure. Raging Bull? Sure. Where he's sitting in a smoking club and he's talking, Jake LaMotta is talking to five people in the audience. I don't want to go there. I want to leave knowing that I have done my best, leave with as much elegance and class as I possibly can, and thank the good Lord and especially the people who supported me for 64 years. 